Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Jenny Mitchley. I'm Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. On today's show, we have Christy Sullivan. She is a human design coach, and she's going to do a human design reading for Sarah during this episode. And Sarah's like literally ready to explode. She's so excited. (laughs) So Christy, tell us about yourself, how you found human design. What is it? What do we need to know about it? How can it help our That's a lot to answer. Yep. (laughs) I will do my best. I will start by saying human design is your energetic blueprint based on your birth date. So I'm very excited that Sarah volunteered because I think the best way to describe it, explain it is by doing it live and what better way than on your podcast. So I'm excited to do that. Um, Human design, let's see, is a system that's been around for since the 80s, but it blends together ancient modalities, including astrology, I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system. It's not necessarily like new, brand new. It's old, but people are starting to talk about it. It's starting to get out there. And it's a way to understand yourself self in a deeper way, like a personality assessment. Mm-hmm. But this is how you were encoded or born into this world with your energy. Oh, I like that. Encoded. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's your operating system. So it's truly who you are before you started getting all the conditioning and personality traits that you learned in this life. Oh, that's a good way to put that. Huh. That's not the first time she said that. It is not. <laughs> You've been doing this for over 20 years, right? No, not quite. Actually, I learned about it seven, I thought I read that seven years ago. I've been in wellness for 20 years, but there I, it is. Um, I did discover this about seven years ago. I was in a coaching program and we learned the basics of this from the uh, mentor who taught the program. And then about a year ago, I started talking about it, speaking. I was asked to do readings for more than just family and friends. And so I thought, you know what? People need to learn about this. So I started to do this more as a business and put out a book in this last year, too. Oh, congratulations. Thank that's you. That's awesome. Yes. That's a big deal. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it includes 25 other human design practitioners who each write a chapter about their story, telling like what human design did for them, how they discovered it, how it was a big aha and how it shifted things in their life. So, so what, what did it do for you and how did it shift things? In your they, <laughs> she's reading my mind. I think so. Yeah. I did just, like I said, discover this about seven years ago. And at the time I was working a nine to five job which I had for about 15 years. And I was doing wellness on the side and knew that I wanted to do more in the wellness industry. So I ended up joining this network marketing company and trying to follow the formula that they teach you to be successful. And it just wasn't seeming to work the way that I wanted it to work with ease and flow. And when I discovered human design, I said, you know what? We don't all operate the same and we don't all fit in the same formula. And mm-hmm. this is why it's not working for me like I see other people and why I see other people also um, struggling with this formula, so to speak, because we're we're not all built the same. I started to just realize that, recognize that. And then last year I left my nine to five job and started to do things in a way that really was in line with my human design. And I started to notice how much more easy and um, effortless it took to create 
my, not just business, but like my purpose in life, the direction I was going. So I am the living example of living your design. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Exciting. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do your reading and then we can, do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. We're going to let Sarah, like <laughs> literally, let's, she, let's if she action. were a horse, she would be chomping at the bit and horses are her spirit animal. <laughs> so that is a very apropos uh, analogy. Uh, analogy that I made right there. So yeah. So Christy, take it away. Show us how it's done. Okay. If you even Google human design, the first thing you do is you input your birthday into the computer and the system or the numbers behind the scenes explain your chart. And there's an actual picture to it as well. Don't worry about that, Sarah. So when you see the picture, usually um, it's pretty confusing and you're like, what the heck does this mean? Like an astrology chart, but on steroids. And and so what I'm going to do is explain some of the aspects and see how it resonates with you. Okay. So when you first look up that design, usually you first start with your type. Type is like your astrology sign, but just know it's like the first layer because there's over 2 billion combinations and your unique blueprint is really truly yours. So when I say you are the manifesting generator type, I'm going to give you some aspects to that, but know that other manifesting generators don't look or operate necessarily like you do. Okay. But some of the things you have in common are that you um, might move pretty quickly. You like to juggle many things at once. You may not always finish what you start. And when it comes to work, for example, you really want to be sure you're doing something you love. If you find a point in time that it starts to either burn you out, frustrate you, or overwhelm, it may be that you need to reevaluate how you're doing things. And one of the important keys to this type is that you actually respond to opportunities more than initiate. We're all taught to initiate. So I want to preface that by saying we're all taught to initiate in this society and act like we just go out and make it happen, just do it, like Nike says. Mm -hmm. But your energy is better suited to responding to opportunities. So how does it sound when I tell you all of that first? I mean, there's truth to all of it. Yes. That's what I always say. There. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have, have a, a tendency yeah. to initiate, but then I am definitely an, initi mm. an initiator. And actually this, my theme for this coming year is to receive and respond to opportunities as they flow to me yeah. rather than pushing and initiating on my own. And I think that there's a, it's very interesting about the juggling the multiple things at once and all of that, because that is like the opposite of you like to be very focused and I need to do this. But I'm wondering if that's your natural tendency to like your, you would, if you were not regulated the way that you are, if you would be more of the juggler. Hey, when you think about it, I am juggling two businesses. Yeah, no, I know. But you're two. like, but as, yeah, I was thinking as more of a micro level than a macro level, but yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I got chills when you actually said that your theme for this year was receiving mm -hmm. and responding. That's awesome. I will say we really are all conditioned to initiate. We're taught that. We're taught to think with the mind, make things happen, create plans, go make them happen. And this is a little bit like law of attraction because what you need to be doing is creating, envisioning, deciding with your wisdom and your higher sense of what you want to do. But there's this magic 
for the generator type, which you are, which is if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing things on a daily basis that light you up, not just work, but self-care, other activities, surrounding yourself with the people that, that again, make you feel good, you're going to receive those opportunities. Like you're the magnet and you're attracting that. And then you decide what you want to follow through on. You can be methodical and you don't have to be juggling a lot of things at once. Just know that your energy does well when you're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Um, It can handle that. Mm -hmm. And you've got what's called a sacral energy center, which is what makes the generator, which is 70% of the population, a generator. We have sustainable energy to do things through the day. But you have to be sure to get enough rest at night and not get a second wind you want to make sure that you're that you're wearing out that energy, getting some physical activity through the day. So there's things that you can do that can help that energy ex- be expressed. And to keep in mind, sometime, I think you didn't re- use the word restrict, but you're conditioned or programmed to be doing things a way that may not really be in line with your energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll push through and do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And we can do that. We're here. We're human beings that we can work hard and really make things happen and be successful. But are you overworking? And that's really the the name of my book is Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing. Because when we do overwork to quite an extent, we're burning out, getting frustrated. And I even heard this phrase recently, we have dysfunctional burnout, or sorry, functional burnout, Mm -hmm. where we're functioning and yet burnt out at the same time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I'll say, you can respond to this and let me know what you think, is your um, best decision-making authority. And first of all, it is not the mind. We are all conditioned to be intellectual, weigh decisions, pros and cons, and in our mind decide. But the mind is here to, in human design to actually hold information. And it's the body that has this amazing authority or decision-making process. And it's a little bit different in each of us for you. It comes from your emotional solar plexus. You have a natural wave of highs and lows, and it may not be real high or low, but you have this natural wave. So if you can wait to make decisions for 24 hours, ride the wave, sleep on it, you'll feel into how that decision is right for you or not. I need a button. Does that make sense? Yes. Ding, ding, on the money. That is it. Yeah. Yes. That is Sarah. In the a beautiful nutshell. thing, oh, and when I don't, the beautiful thing about this, yeah, when I don't take that ahead, 20, when I need that twenty four hours. Yes. The way I get there is I boxer you or get on the phone with you, and I'm like, I need to get this out, yep, and then I can get to my twenty four hours, but I can't hold it right for twenty four. No, and it's that is like on the money. <laughs> awesome. And that's what I usually hear when I'm doing a reading. Certain aspects really resonate and validate who you are. We're all evolving. And I think you both probably are doing some personal development and know who you are. And um, (laughs) I think our whole, like our whole evolution is, is we're we're always going to be doing personal development. We are are so self-aware it hurts because (laughs) there are times when we're like, fuck this shit. That is the best quote ever. We are so self-aware it hurts. Like, like, because you just want, you look around at the world around and you're like, why am I the only one in the room that like, and then even then we'll still be blindsided by things. And we're like, wait. 
I'm self-aware. And then we shame ourselves that we weren't aware of being aware, like of being human. Like it's, it is a very weird cycle that gets a weird spin cycle that goes on. Very, I totally understand, can relate. And yet here's the thing, you are self-aware and that is huge. That's the key to personal development. If you don't even have awareness, you're not really doing personal development. So that awareness, don't shame it. Don't berate yourself. Why didn't I know this sooner? That's our evolution is to learn things and figure it out in this lifetime. Yeah. It's not that we were born to know it all. Right. Like, so when I validate certain things, just again, it's yay, celebrate that awareness. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really important to, I want to press that point home because we, we were joking, like I was, the last episode we recorded, we're like, oh, and I was today years old when I learned whatever. Like the reality is that the information that you have today may not have been available yesterday. And there may have been some kind of, maybe it was a, an article that landed on your desk or some piece of new information that you were informed by a, a trusted expert or whatever it is, give yourself the grace to know that information may not have been available yesterday so that you have the room to accept and receive, okay, I'm going to take this in now and I'm going to grow from it. I spent the Thanksgiving weekend like diving deep and learning things so that I could improve my function, which I learned like, I can't improve my function. Fucked. But when it came to some of the labels that I'd been carrying for myself that either had been imposed on me by physicians, like anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder and ADHD and all of these things, when it like, it really fits into a different pot now because everyone has more information and there's more right. data to say this is neurotypical and this is neurodivergent. And if you are in the neurodiverse category, if you are someone who is neurodivergent, your brain is going to, you know, function in one of these 30,000 ways. <laughs> and you don't have to fit in a box and yeah. everybody's going to be different. And you, if you can figure out like, all right, and look at it from the perspective of, oh, this is, you know. Figuring uh, out what your box is and how right. you function. And, and how you can ask and feel empowered to ask the world around you to support you, yeah. you know. Rather than trying to fit into that world. Yeah. 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 Because, Definitely. Yeah. So that's such a great point what you made. And though we didn't do your chart, like the emotional wave that Sarah has, oftentimes, yeah, sometimes in this society, we're like, oh, you've got highs. Oh, you've got lows. You know, that's not good. You need to stay neutral. And, and for 50% of the population, they have this like natural wave. And when they're in their lows, it might feel like depression. But something to point out, and I heard this through an awesome interview that Lady Gaga did. When you're in your lows, that's actually your creative time. That's actually when she yeah, does her songwriting. Yeah. So that's like an important low to have. You want it to be safe and obviously ask if you need help. But there's sometimes some people have highs and lows and those lows are the time when you're creative. Do you ever feel that way, Sarah? Right, where you find your, the lows is where you can find the deepest answers. Yeah, and because yeah, when you're- Yeah, whatever that creativity means for you. Yeah, it's the brain's effort to get your way out of the low. And then that's when the creative problem solving and the the thinking comes in and you're like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. So how do I get out of that? And then you can have some, it just, it leaves you open for different opportunities. And other people are in, who knows what it brings to you? Like, I'm not here to prescribe and define like what it could bring to you, but I'm wondering if I shouldn't do a reading now too. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that if you want real quick. But I want to just also clarify that one thing I that's really important about this system is as you learn it, and I call it go down the rabbit hole, you do realize how unique not just you are, but each person is. And you really start to honor that about other people. 
And what works for you may not work yep. for someone else. I teach also so how important self-care is for you, the way that you like to do it, each person, when I say you, because the self-care that you do that actually feels good helps align your energy. So I'm not going to tell you, you should do this for your energy or do that. Like for Sarah's manifesting generator type, she has to feel into that and be like, okay, if I'm moving a lot through the day, maybe I want to slow down for self-care or maybe I'm feeling like extra energy. So I need to go out for a, a walk or a run. And so whatever that is that helps your energy system, that's your self-care. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And usually, I mean, on it. Yeah. So we can pull uh, your like, shirt I don't even up have anything to want. say to that. Like, <laughs> yep, on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Do you have any other questions, Sarah? I don't know if she had any. I don't know how this works and I've done. So I don't know if there's like layers, if there's other components. <laughs> like I don't an know. ogre. I'm like, Chrissy, La- tell me whatever you want to Yeah. Me. Ogres have layers. <laughs> so when I go over someone's chart, I usually do it in two sessions, like over Zoom, so it can be recorded. And it's at least about an hour on each session because there's a lot of information. And there's still so much more that you can learn as you, it's like a lifelong Mm -hmm. study. And and I'm glad to hear you saying you're always doing personal development because I even seven years later, I'm still finding things out about my human design and looking at it in different ways. And then there's also the effects of the planets and different times that we're going through and transits. And so there's other effects too outside that affect your design. But so I'm giving you just the like top layer of the iceberg. The other, one other thing I can tell you is that um, it's good for you to spend time alone and it probably comes natural to you that you want to spend time alone. There's an aspect in your profile called the hermit and it's not a bad no, thing. No, it really no, right. I embrace that, like, spending Listen, time. <laughs> that is my favorite. Like I take time at the hotel once a year, be like, I'm going to a hotel by myself and everyone leave me alone. One day a month, it's a Saturday and I do what I want. And a lot of times it's by myself and nobody talks. And to she me. takes off the two, the last two weeks of the year yes. and doesn't work. Doesn't do like she literally. And then like that Friday, like I embraces naps Friday afternoon. I like, love it. The, she goes and sits out on her porch and cut, shuts out the world. Yeah, no, I know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is the more that you hide, the more that people seek you out. <laughs> That's the, according to the, right. the profile. But taking that time for yourself is really important. And again, this is just to validate and say, lean into that. That's what your energy system needs. Because if you're the type of conditioned hermit that says, oh, no, I can't do that. I feel guilty. I have kids. I shouldn't. You know, then you're really not living your design. And in this case, you are. So congrats for that, that you're doing that already. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that if you left today, you're like, oh man, I wish I would have told her that about that. Or I, oh, I'm afraid to tell her this because I don't know what it'll do. And, but it could be valuable. I like to keep it basic because human design can be so complicated and I always want people to take away like two or three things. So the first is, I said this earlier, the head is not meant for decision making and that applies to everybody, whatever design you are. So start to learn and feel into that for you, emotional wave in your body to help you. Even if you have to talk it out, that's fine, but it's really about you feeling into that 24 hour cycle and deciding big decisions, especially using that wave. So don't use the head, use your emotional wave. The second I said 
responding to opportunities, even practice, maybe in your two weeks off at the end of this month, receive, just not initiating and see what opportunities show up for you. The less you initiate, the more they'll show up. And then the third piece, and I didn't tell you this yet, but when you decide to respond to an opportunity and follow through and move forward, it's important for your type also to inform those around you what you're doing because that creates support. And a manifesting generator can often move ahead pretty quickly and people around you will be like, wait, what are you doing? Or they'll provide some resistance because they're unsure. All you need to do is inform them, not ask for permission, but just say, this is what I'm going to do, taking that time off. Hey, I'm just going to go for the day and do this for myself. I'll check back in with you at five o'clock or something like that. Really simple mm-hmm. informing. That can really be helpful for you. Awesome. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. You're welcome. I wonder if we shouldn't just make this into a two-segment episode where one day Sarah's reading drops and then one day Jenny's reading drops. So let's do the reading for Jenny. Yeah. Jenny, you are a manifesting generator <laughs> as well. So congratulations. <laughs> a little bit different in some of the aspects, but like I said to Sarah earlier that a manifesting generator is here to manifest, but by responding to opportunities and by also informing when you decide you're going to move forward with an opportunity, practice not initiating and following through instead. And you also have an emotional authority. So for you, you have an emotional wave. How does that resonate? That's pretty accurate. (laughs) Since I know both your charts, I can tell you a little bit of difference. You also have the hermit Mm -hmm. profile, which is something that it's called the unconscious versus the conscious. So something that you discovered through your lifetime. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. real apparent to you right away when you were little, but you also have the role model profile. And uh, I I have that that one. The role model is where you (laughs) like, this is, uh, this is an example of what you don't want to (laughs) do. The role model, actually you're here to um, really guide others. And you have three major phases in your life. The first was between like age uh, zero and 30. That's around your Saturn return, they call it in astrology. And that that first period, that first phase is when you're experimenting and uh, you go through life and you learn your lessons and you're really experimenting. It's really fine, whatever you we are not disclosing any levels. Any, I am not confirming or <laughs> nor denying any experimentation. Mom, I know you're listening. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> and then the second phase, which I think you're in now, your second phase yeah, I'm 43, is so. when you go on the roof. That's between age 30 to 50. And that is when you take more time, do some inner work. You're observing more. You're watching others experiment and you're just standing mm-hmm. back a little bit. And then when you actually reach 50, you become the role model for others because you've Goals. learned through the experimentation and you have um, observed through awesome. that second phase. I can get behind that. Again, no better, do better, right? As I've gained the data of life and made decisions of like, I choose to continue this path or this doesn't really, this feels shitty. I don't want to do that anymore. And now I I feel like I'm cresting that hill. Sarah and I were just talking about that this morning because I literally am at the point of zero fucks. I carry the ones that I want with me and the ones that I don't, 
I just don't have the energy. Like, I literally do not have the, I think about it and I'm tired. Right. Of right. all the fucks I used to give. I am tired. <laughs> like, why did I do that for so long? That very much resonates. Yes. Yeah. And this profile, they call it, is, um, and I know I'm closer to that third phase. It's important because in your 50s and beyond, you you become that role model for others. They're going to come to you. They're going to look to you. And even I'll say from my experience of this role model, I was like, wait a second, aren't I already helping people, uh, coaching, guiding? But you really notice it as you get into that third phase that, wow, I went through these two phases. The third phase, actually, the marker is called the Chiron return, which happens um, for everybody around their 50s or when they turn 50. Yeah. So that's an important profile for you. A couple of other differences. You've got more consistent will than Sarah would, but most people have inconsistent willpower. So you've got an energy center of willpower that that is there. And when people are around you, like Sarah, or if I were around you with an empty, what's called empty or undefined will center, we pick up your willpower. So we're like, yeah, we can get this done. Yeah, we can do you this. Have a shit ton of willpower. I do. And it's not does. always it's not always like to my benefit. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Now you've also got an open head. Sarah had that too. Again, open head means we take in a lot of an- uh, questions. We don't have it to answer all of them. Head. It's a we'll call talk about pre- the mm-hmm. yeah. It's a pressure center though, and you have what's also called the open root center. So yep. you're a pressure cooker because you're gonna always feel like you have to do things and that you have to answer things. And the, the honest is you be free. Don't answer everybody's questions. You don't need to. You don't have to finish that to-do list every day because it's going to be there the next day when you wake up. So just be yeah, free. Yeah, I actually just had that conversation this week. I'm like, I don't know that I can function with to-do lists anymore because I don't know that it's benefiting me anymore because there I can literally keep adding to it and I never feel like I accomplish anything. And then I either explode or implode. Yeah, exactly. And for you, so it might be just like mm-hmm. pick one or two things like a day to try to accomplish. That's because yeah, we're, we all can have an, an yeah. never ending list. But th- those who have a defined route like Sarah is like, yeah, it's five o'clock. I'm going out for drinking. No, I never. You know, I, I So to do <laughs> for me to be able to do that, I have to make the conscious choice of I am not going to bring my laptop home. I turned off notifications on my phone from email and all of the business app things. Like I don't get notifications on my phone for things. I had to literally create a almost physical, tangible barrier and to compartmentalize. Boundaries. Barriers also known as healthy boundaries. Yeah, no, it is. It's healthy boundaries, but that's because (laughs) I will literally just be like, yeah, I can do it. I can do do it. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do that. I do that. If we were driving to a function somewhere and I was the one driving, you would be multitasking of handling whatever notification or something came up on your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. And, And the interesting thing is open roots, like you said, you're always feeling the pressure to get it done and you will. So people will delegate more things to you because you're the get it girl done girl. And I don't know how you get it all done. I have I. (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> mythical i don't understand yeah. no that's a- that is highly accurate great so i just want to point out i we didn't know each other before this i'm not here to predict things i'm just here to this is your mm-hmm. energy system that i'm reading and then you go through life and you find ways 
that work for you and you start to discover things. So this is just validating that. This is just saying, hey, you do understand yourself on a deeper level. And if there are some things that are either not awareness of or not understood, then this gives you that opportunity to look a little bit deeper and you always have freedom of choice. In human design, there's no right or wrong. Nothing has to be fixed. People will sometimes say, how do I change that? In my chart, in my design, I'm like, it doesn't change, but you have choices. You can pick different ways to operate or different Mm -hmm. ways that feel better. All right. And embracing that, I was coded. What sort of, what is that buzzing? Lawn mowings of sorts. Leaf blowing. Leaf blowing is what I hear. Yes. Very sorry. Sometimes sounds hurt. Sometimes lights hurt. I've also made the conscious decision that I'm no longer going to mask the behaviors that I was masking before to try and fit in. So you're going to hear this shit from me now. Okay. (laughs) With it. It helps me understand and connect with you better. Amen. There it is. Yeah. No more masking for me. Because one of the things that was really interesting, I I heard or read the other day, that it was like when people um, compliment you, sometimes it's hard for people who have ADHD and who are neurodivergent to receive compliments. Because we're receiving a compliment for the mask. We're not receiving a compliment for who we are. Gotcha. And so mm. I've just, I'm like, this This is what you get. Right. Yep. You get what you get. And if you're upset, peace out, Brussels sprout. I still love you. But yeah, how, for somebody who is this open and has all the willpower and is pighead and bullish, what recommendations would you make to me to get more in tune with some of that as a strength versus a viewing as a character flaw? That's a great question. In human design, the creator who, if you go to the website, Jovian Archive or mybodygraph.com, they they have a lot of information and he's since passed away, but his way of explaining this, he would call it the not self theme or questions. And these are ways to explore is something going on that's out of my alignment Mm -hmm. And how can I be more aware? So for the manifesting generator and generator types that I described for both of you, the, what I call red flag of that theme is frustration. If you're feeling frustration, it's a good way and time to pause and stop and say, what am I doing that it's either like that you said that mask or conditioned self, am I trying to answer too many questions? Am I trying to prove something? Am I trying to work hard? Why am I doing this? Who taught me this? This isn't really what how I want to be doing it. And you then shift to how do I want to be doing it? And what's mm-hmm. more in alignment for me? And that really is, again, this is unique. So it's your self-exploration of that. But again, that frustration is a good red flag to say, no, hey, and second, that's something's so, off. so good. I, I very much... Um, appreciate that. I think what's interesting is that for people who like don't see the forest for the trees because of the hyper-focus propensity of my brain to be able to hyper-focus on things to the deficit of the world around that I don't notice the world going on around me. In addition to the frustration, it's the surprise because you're trying to process the situation and then the frustration is born from feeling like you should have known 
ahead of time, but because you were so focused on whatever it was that like, then you felt like you were surprised mm -hmm. by this or blindsided mm -hmm. and you're dealing with all of that at the same time, you're supposed to be dealing with the situation ahead of you. It's a hard space to be in that awareness of feeling frustrated. If you can hone that in. So that's a, a trigger mechanism that like, Oh wait, I feel frustrated. I need to communicate to the people around me to say, I need a beat. Just give me a minute. Let me process what's happening here. Let me, because seriously, like sometimes it's very confusing to be in my head when the BB's not rattling around that because there's a, what was it like internal monologue? Some people were like, oh my God, I don't have an internal monologue. What is that? And I'm like, you only have an internal monologue. I didn't know that it wasn't normal to have a conversation and also have a movie reel that's being narrated by a third party and rehashing of different conversations and in our monologue all at the same time. I didn't know that wasn't normal. Yep. That's why I run a marketing collective because exactly. I have a collective in my fucking head. Exactly. But I didn't know, and I don't want to say normal or abnormal, but I didn't know that most people that other work just had the inner monologue or right. didn't have anything. I would love to just be the absence of something for a minute <laughs> inside my brain. Well, that's, also, yeah. that's also your open head because there's just so yes. much you're taking in energetically, not just information yep. and words and sounds, but... It's also energy that you're taking in. And I want to say, I'm not a psychology expert, but I think what you're touching on too is this idea that we're surprised. And part of that surprise, I think, is we, yes. why weren't we prepared for this? Like we weren't because as we know, we weren't brought up in a society, at least in our generation, where we learned about energy in school or from our parents or how to manage emotions yeah. and emotional energy and how to deal with work and all the stuff that's in this chart, so to speak. So we've got this like inner child saying, wait, wait, I didn't, that doesn't make sense. And we have to relearn things. And we've got those tapes. Everyone has the tapes in the head mm -hmm. of old programming and neural pathways that we just have to start to shift and we have to nurture ourselves to do that. Absolutely. We can't do and I think that's the key, way. right? Is nurturing. And it's funny that she you said about the collecting the energy because Valerie said that about me too. Oh really? Yeah. We have a friend who's a, a Reiki master and she said the same thing. She's like, you just need to zip up before you go out the door. And I was like, okay. And so I zip up before I go out the door. <laughs> and that has helped yeah. tremendously. I walk around and I collect and I, if I don't have a depository for it, whether it be with like. You walk around and collect. I walk around and it's taken. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I have to zip up. Yeah. It's because I only have, my energy only has five, five coins at the beginning. Well, it's like of the, the day. yeah, it's the introvert extrovert yes. theory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And great point because there are two things that happen in uh, the energy system for human design that you're either giving out energy and may feel depleted or you're taking in energy and feeling overwhelmed. So the two things I think that have to happen for anybody, regardless whether the system or everyone's different again in some of those energy aspects. The two things, clear your mm -hmm. energy every day. So that means not just getting good sleep because that's naturally uh, helps clear energy, but also just doing things like maybe self-care to you is taking a bath or taking a walk in nature. Those are great for clearing. Any way to clear energy that's not yours. And then also um, being really aware of things like conditioning. Mm -hmm that we're holding on to, not just conditioning from our current family, but they're proven that yep. you carry yep. ancestral energy. So you're carrying things from your lineage and that needs to be cleared too. And so that's a healing process and that's 
really important inner self work that you that and self care that needs to happen so that you can get rid of that or shift it, transmute it. And if you have kids, yep, it yep, will help yep, them. 100%. Too. Love it. Love it. Yep. All right. So, so Christy, yeah. tell us how, or tell our listeners how they can find you. I always say you can find a lot of things uh, out there about human design on Google, a lot of people on Instagram, I think even TikTok, but I use a website called mybodygraph.com. There's other websites too. You can input your birth date, so it's not proprietary, but I always recommend either talking with somebody, Some sometimes people send out reports, but I like the discussion because if you're working with somebody who knows sure. human design, mm-hmm. they can help explain it easier. So you can reach me through my website, which is christyhsullivan.com. I do have the new book that was produced called Stop Overworking and Start yeah, Overflowing. That That's available amazing. on Amazon. And I also have oh, Facebook and Instagram fantastic. through Christy right, H. Well, Sullivan. Thank you so much. And um, thank you so much. This was fun. This was super Connect fun. with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.